So what happened after the Attitude Era? That's right. I owe. When the war was over and the dust settled, what really happened? And come on, Kane, honestly, who can blame her? Look at you. Who could realistically love a burnt-up freak like you? What do we make of this time period? Was it Did I just hear myself say three minutes? Only two guys will have the answers. I want that golden thong. I was like, <laughs> if I want to be a tattooed fire-breathing dragon, then that's all right by you. And it all culminates to this. The granddaddy of them all. Ruthless Aggression! Make sure to tune into the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Starring me, myself, Levi, and my good buddy Kyle. Find us on anchor.fm forward slash ruthless pod and anywhere you can find your podcast. Hey, yo, Josh, let me get a little bit of reverb. Yeah. J. Will. Yeah, I'm about that lifestyle. I talk green work, repping it all over. It's right on the T-shirt. Fan for a lifetime. Yeah, that's a long pass. Figure I would show some love right on the podcast. Turn this up loud and make sure you don't do nothing else. Because if you're listening to us, then you're improving your health. My name is J. Will. Welcome to the show, yeah. Wrestle, flow, 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 yeah. What is up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Wrestling Reverb. Um, I am here, of course. This is the lovely Josh speaking. Oh, I just put myself over. Um, Kevin, how are you doing today? You're sitting back on a lovely Thursday evening for you. What's happening in Kevin land? Well, I don't get the lovely tag. You just exist to put yourself over. I put myself over. You put yourself over. That's not my job. All right, I think I'm pretty lovely. So the lovely, lovely Kevin is sitting here. You know, uh, it's a pretty, pretty good Thursday. It's been raining all day, so that's no good. But I've been inside just watching a lot, watching a lot of basketball. But I'm ready to take a break and talk some wrestling. Yeah, we got a really special, special, special guest today. Um, you now it's it's a uh, it's tradition around here. I've said it from day one of uh, wrestling reverb. It is tradition around here to let my guests who've never been on the show before introduce themselves to put themselves way over really really shoot it out of the park here so um take it away our special guest well greetings wrestling reverb listeners this is your girl the queen of ne brought to you right right now by uh, brain buster radio coming your yes. way april 3rd my show queen's court and mania week for everyone else get ready baby yeah, we are all very excited as a Brain Buster family member right here. Um, Queen is a lovely, lovely lady that um, you've probably seen her around on Twitter, tweeting up some stuff during some wrestling shows. Um, we 
been chatting back and forth. Obviously, we've been chatting for a little while now because for the longest time, we couldn't talk about Brain Buster Radio. So it's nice to be able to be like a couple of weeks in after the announcement and be able to just openly talk about Brain Buster as we edge closer to Mania Week. Um, while we're on the topic of Brain Buster, uh, how did Brain Buster come about for you, uh, Queen? And what's your excitement level for it now? <laughs> Well, yeah, you're so right. We couldn't talk about it. It was like super low key. <laughs> and we're all like texting each other, you know, messaging like, okay, like when's the announcement coming? <laughs> yeah. So we can get this out in the open, you know? Um, so I know Wilf, Wilford Watches. And um, I met him through the Twitterverse. And um, I am on another show called DYWTSB, the Did You Write This Stuff Bro podcast. And um I've never had my own show before. And Wilf approached me and said, I'm going to start this collective. I want you on it. What do you think? And I was like, dude, hell yeah. I'm I'm so in. And uh, I kind of had this idea, you know, swimming in my brain for Queen's Court for a while. Um, but I hadn't, you know, I hadn't pulled the trigger. I wasn't really sure, like, where I wanted to go or how I wanted to be presented. And then... Here's Wilf, and here we are right now, so <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, for those that don't know, and just to kind of recap me and Kevin, um, what is the premise mm-hmm. of Queen's Court? What, what would you say if you had to, you know, give you, uh, give listeners a little sample of what Queen's Court would be? What, how would you explain Queen's Court to all of us? Sure, so Queen's Court's going to be... Uh, an in-depth critical analysis conversation about all topics in wrestling. You know, I I love WWE. I watch a lot of other promotions, New Japan, Ring of Honor. Um, I'm getting into stardom. Thanks a lot, JPQ, for that one. Uh, he's always telling me to watch stardom, so it's he's telling happen. me as well. <laughs> <laughs> I know it'll get you soon, buddy. It'll get you soon. Um, and I'm starting to get into some more things as well. And um, it's going to be a really interactive and collaborative show as well. I've started this whole idea that I'm going to have a segment called Holding Court with Queen. And I'm going to, you know, bring you a topic, whatever it might be. It could be an analysis. It could be a review of a match. It could be a general topic in wrestling, about wrestling, either a specific promotion or just in general. And then I'm going to ask for the listeners who I've dubbed Queen's Courtiers to send me in their questions, their thoughts, um, even voicemails, so they can be played on my show, and then I'll interact with them in that way. Um, you know, the biggest thing for me is we have this amazing wrestling community around us, and I think there couldn't be a better way to introduce this collective at Brainbuster Radio than to really interact with the people who listen to us or and yeah. hopefully will listen to us. You know, I'm new, right? So yeah. I don't have anyone. You, you guys do. <laughs> so... I'm hoping that, you know, this interaction and this conversation piece that started, you know, for me on Twitter and in the dis- the discords I'm in, um, bring that to my show. And that's that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, well, um, Kev, I know that you love that kind of interaction with fans. You've always kind of said that to me. Um, that seems like the kind of perfect idea for a way of interacting people that will... Um, fingers crossed, be listening to Brain Buster Radio. How cool does that sound, Kev? Because I know for me, that's a really appealing kind of show. Oh, it absolutely appeals to me in the highest sense of the word. I really, really love interacting with the fans because 
it's 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 sort of blows my mind that there are fans out there. I never mm-hmm. really pictured myself doing this. So when Josh had Josh asked me to come on the show, I was I was intrigued and I was definitely excited. But I was also like, well, what am I getting into? But to see people that interact with us online and listen to the show and get and leave reviews and leave you know the, the five star reviews, it's been really great for me. It's been really great for Josh as well. It's just it's yeah. just been a blast. And I'm looking real forward to hearing your show, Queen, because I really <laughs> like what you're about. I really like yeah. what you're bringing to the table. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. You know, it's it's nice. And as the only the only girl, the queen, if you will, <laughs> of Brainbuster Radio, this is uh, this is cool for me, you know, and, on, on lots of levels. So I'm so pleased that you're excited about it because I am, too. And, you know, you guys are super cool. I love your stuff. And um, this is super fun. Well, thank you very much for that. Thank like, um, Queen, if you don't know, and for anyone that doesn't know, just briefly, like, so I've been doing Wrestling Reverb since last May, last June, and I always wanted a co-host, but as you will learn with your show, Queen, and I'm sure Kevin has learned over the however many episodes we've done, is that um, I almost get a sense of protection over Wrestling Reverb. Like, it's very much mm-hmm. my baby. Like, I have started this from nothing. It's completely mine. Um, it's 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 just very much very close to me. So finding a co-host may, in theory, sound easy. You just find someone and like, hey, let's talk on a podcast. But <laughs> the reason right. it took me 30, 34, 35 episodes to get a co-host is because I needed someone with the same kind of um, work ethic and willing to put in all the time and effort as I do because I take this very seriously and I, I love doing this. It's, it's just fun to me. So when Kevin come along... We only had one show of, I, we talked back and forth on Twitter and we're like, hey, um, I see you're a blogger. Would you like to come on my show? Blah, blah, blah. One thing led to another and we did the Royal Rumble recap show. And then it yep. was just like an instant, instant chemistry between Kevin and I. I just was like, hey, I'm looking for a co-host. Is this something you want to do? And um, Kevin, as he kind of alluded to before, said he didn't really ever see himself as a podcaster, I think. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, but you were looking to podcast, um, at least, or interested in the idea of podcasting. So, um, it just, it just gelled well. So, I mean, this is very much ours and very much, um, something Mm -hmm. that we've put a lot of time into. So as you kind of, you know, get rolling with your show and you probably even realize now, like preparing to, um, get down and, and get ready for Brain Buster, you've probably realized that this is very near and dear to you. And of course you have podcasting experience, but I mean, this is, this is yours. Like Queens court is your idea. It's your baby. It's um, very close to you. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Oh, very much so. Yeah. You're totally right. <laughs> yeah. It just feels, um, podcasting is very fun for um, many different reasons. You get to express opinions. I get to chat with people like Kevin, like yourself. And it's just, um, it's just, it's just, it is really, really fun to do. And of course you have to, um, it does take a lot of work. People think podcasting is, um, easy mm-hmm. and stuff, but it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of your effort and it's off of your own time. Like I have a job. We all have, you know, we all have a life outside of podcasting, but, um, man, I don't really put too much more effort into anything else, but this in terms of how right. much I really care and, and am passionate for this. But, um, Brainbuster is 
the perfect team. I've said this many times. Kevin and I have had many conversations on this show about just Mm -hmm. Wilf has picked the best team. Everyone's got that that passion and that drive and we all want to make this the best and and biggest we can so um when you were approached first and foremost by Wilf to come on this uh, come on Brainbuster this collective and then when you seen the people surrounding um the collective Omega Luke and Fow and the list goes on um did you kind of realize at the start, because I know for me, when I seen the list of people that were involved with this, I was like, this is, this is going to be really, really, really good. Did you have that kind of same feeling or was it a different of, oh, I don't know exactly everyone here or what was your kind of take on it when you seen the level of talent on Brain Buster Radio? It was a little intimidating. I'm not going to lie. Um, I knew everybody actually. <clears throat> which is kind of cool. I had listened, um, you know, to some more than others, but I was familiar with everyone and the level of talent, like I'm not even being biased. I'm just being straight up. The level of talent that is on brain buster radio is unbelievable. The mm-hmm. quality of shows that these individuals put out the quality in content, the quality in sound, the quality in conversation and analysis and fun, these people are so much fun and they love what they do and they love to collaborate. I've never been a part of a group of people in any sort of collective, you know, workspace type environment. Cause it is, you know, it is a workspace, right? Yeah. It's, it's professionalism as well. Yeah. I've never been in one, including my, you know, professional personal life where people have been so willing to help one another out, to give ideas freely. The conversations that we've had is like mind blowing. Like today, just a couple of the guys were spitballing ideas for things I could do. It was brilliant. And I just felt, I felt so honored that Wolf would even ask me, you know, really a no, a nobody. I don't, I don't have anything of my own. I've, you know, barely done in, uh, in the podcast world. And um, the faith that he put in me was really humbling. And I just was so excited that he, you know, believes in me enough that he asked me without my solo show, without anything else to come on here, um, you know, and, and share my voice and share my show that I have and share, you know, everything with the people that are hopefully going to be listening and, you know, and with everybody in Brain Buster too. I get to interact and collaborate and have a good time. Like right now, you know, I if it wasn't for Wilf and if it wasn't for Brain Buster Radio, I don't know that we would have had this moment that yeah, we're we having prob- right now. We probably wouldn't have. It's just you know not something I mean? that would have happened. Obviously, we've got more comfortable with each other just through well, group chats and DMs and interacting on um, Twitter. Like, you've now become my, like, Roar and Smackdown Twitter buddy because I know you're always <laughs> yes! tweeting about it and stuff like that. So I can always interact with someone because sometimes you put out a tweet and it's easy to get lost in the shuffle you know millions of people are watching raw and smackdown every week it just gets lost in the shuffle and you're just doing other things but now i know i go to queen and she's watching smackdown and we can argue about lacey evans um yes we can (laughs) so um it gets my argumentative side out and i'm fine right listen you can ask kevin how much i talk about lacey evans because he'll he'll tell you how much i talk about lacey evans it's a lot it's a lot Oh no! Wait till that girl wrestles a match. I'm never going to shut up about her. Um, <laughs> um. Anyway, what I wanted to kind of um, you know, I've been 
in the day, I don't even know when it was when I DM'd you, Queen. It might have been Monday or mm-hmm. Tuesday. I don't know when it was. But whenever I did, I was like, okay, I want to have Queen on here. And we're going to talk about some, um, first and foremost, of course, what's our main love? It's it's professional wrestling. We're going to talk about wrestling, of course. Um, and then we're going to dive into some other topics a little later in the show. But um, first thing I want to talk to you about, Queen, is um, WrestleMania is obviously two weeks away, two and a half weeks away. We're nearing close to the to the big day um in a short little brief kind of uh message how would you just how would wrestle how does wrestlemania feel to you oh man what a question dude (laughs) um (laughs) this is heavy so man right now i am disappointed with how not excited i feel Now, I'm going to caveat that by saying, of course, I'm excited. It's WrestleMania weekend. It's the biggest weekend in wrestling. That goes without saying. But for what's being presented on the card and the storylines that they continue to make more convoluted, in my opinion, than necessary, it's giving me pause and making me go, okay, well, what's actually happening here? And there's a couple of matches I'm I'm not excited for. And I'm hoping that over the next two weeks, things change. That's actually fair. Um, Kev, how's your, now that we're kind of on it, um, how's your level of excitement going into WrestleMania? Yeah, I kind of find myself aligning with, with Queen's view here that I could definitely be more excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of, I'm excited for certain things. I'm excited for Batista Triple H because Batista is one of my favorite wrestlers. I'm excited for the... I mean, we don't have it confirmed set in stone yet, but Kofi and Daniel Bryan, if it comes to pass, very excited for that. But I don't know, some of the, just, some of it just doesn't feel like it's it's really measuring up to WrestleMania's past for me, and I hope I'm hoping that I'm pleasantly surprised by the show. I mean, mm. yeah, it it this is how I describe. I was thinking about this the last couple of days, like you know, you um through YouTube or whatever it is, you see WrestleMania ads and. WrestleMania is in two weeks. It doesn't feel like WrestleMania season this year. In some elements, it does, like um, with the triple threat uh, Raw Women's Championship match and Kofi Kingston and Brock Lesnar. I mean, that feels like mania. But outside of the the three or four matches that really feel big, um, the others are just kind of almost, to a sense, thrown together. Not everything, Mm. but some of it is just kind of there. Um, like Ray and Samoa Joe, and not saying that these matches will be bad, because honestly, all the matches that are announced will probably all be really good. It's just more so of the sense that the execution, I think, will be fine at WrestleMania, but the build has been a little rough. And um, mm-hmm. this kind of goes back to what me and Kevin have been talking about since Royal Rumble, is that these last two pay-per-views, especially Fastlane, have been almost unnecessary to have, because... I mean, you need a long build for WrestleMania. It wouldn't bother me if there was six or seven weeks between Chamber and WrestleMania. So then you can have a nice long build and we wouldn't be in this mess because, you know, we would have already had four weeks of television to kind of sink our teeth into and be, okay, this is why Ray and Samoa Joe is happening. Let's get them a story or whatever it may be. Like, next week on SmackDown, there's going to be a fatal four-way match for the number one contendership to the SmackDown Women's Championship. And that leaves, literally, after someone wins, a week's build to build a title match. Um, So, I mean, that's a shame. So, there's just some things that are just very much rushed. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. 
the execution will probably be great. And it's WrestleMania, no matter what. Once we're watching WrestleMania, and once we're, you know, in WrestleMania week, I'm sure it will mm-hmm. feel like WrestleMania, but I mean, I'm I'm agreeing with both of you guys in the sense that it just, it almost just doesn't feel like WrestleMania time. Yeah, and you know, and I, and I wonder about what you guys think and your take on this. So, the whole Asuka title run, okay, you know, I love Asuka. She's one of my favorite female wrestlers. In the treatment and booking that she's been getting, I don't understand it. I re- really, I don't. And the fact that the, that they uh, moved Charlotte and Becky to Raw, like, okay, I, I get that. But what does that leave for Asuka on SmackDown to build somebody, right? I don't really think that they're building Mandy Rose properly if that's the one they're going to try to go with. And the rest of that's in that match that's happening next Tuesday. I'm not really sure how I feel about that either. And a side note, where's Nikki Cross and why is she not involved? That's yes. my question for you. Yeah, that's um Kev, I'll let you kind of I know that we've talked about Oscar and her reign a mm-hmm. lot, but um Kev with in terms of Nikki Cross, I mean she's like barely being used, which is a shame because she's so talented, but um why do you think Nikki Cross is maybe not involved in the mix? I just think they I don't think they know what to do with her. I don't. I mean, it's it for me. I think I see a clear path for her. I think Oscar and Nikki Cross. We know we've seen them in the past. They've put on tremendous matches. It seems kind of. Like, it seems like an easy way to an easy way to do it. But by now, it's too late. Obviously, like, there's not enough time to really build Nikki Cross for WrestleMania because they haven't built any of those. Re- they really haven't done anything with any of the NX those that first initial round of NXT call-ups, with the exception of you know probably Lacey Evans and even the her she's not wrestling much. Nikki Cross has become a complete afterthought, and that's a shame because she's so talented. Yeah, yeah. she is. She really is a talented girl. She really um, is very very good. I think she does the uh, quote-unquote crazy um, gimmick probably better than a lot of others. There's, she's definitely in the top tier of that character, and she's great in the ring. And not only that, we've seen her and Asuka mi- mix it up in NXT, and they've knocked it out of the park multiple times. So, I mean, it's not like they have to worry about, you know, oh, can these two work, especially at WrestleMania. We've seen their track record. It's they have that last woman standing match they had in NXT was killer. It absolutely Stellar. was just amazing match. So it's not like these two girls can't work. Um, but in I don't mean this in a in a biased way at all. But why isn't Lacey involved? Why isn't Nikki involved um, in these situations instead of going? Because when you look at the four, um, Oscar's worked with all of those girls before. Um, she's right. w- worked with Mandy, obviously, at Fastlane. She's worked with Sonya briefly, but, I mean, they have worked. Her and Naomi have worked, and Carmella and Oscar have worked countless times. So, I mean, there's nothing really fresh about those four. Now, I don't think one person will be winning this match. I think Mandy and Sonya are probably going to get some kind of a mm-hmm. double pin, and it's going to end up being a triple threat match. But that's another thing that me and Kevin have been so... Um, admit about is the fact that WWE really don't like to book one-on-one matches at WrestleMania. It's literally about getting everyone on the card. 
But that's what the battle royals, in my mind, are there for, is to make sure everyone gets on the card, and then you can you can adjust your card, you know, accordingly, and, and put whoever right. you want to get on Mania in those in those two battle royals. But, um, you know, you've got a Raw Women's Championship triple threat, and then... You know, it, it, it's not it's not official yet. This is just me assuming. It looks like we could be leaning towards a triple threat for the SmackDown Women's Title. Um, do you? I you? I know Kevin has kind of agreed with me on this. Is that he likes more one on one matches? Is that right, Kevin? Yeah, just I, to me, unless the story absolutely calls for it, like say now with the Raw Women's Championship match, it's a triple threat and that the story is calling for a triple threat. But when you just cobble stuff together to put people on the card and it doesn't, uh, it takes away some of the meaning for me. Yeah, I agree. Queen, um, how do you feel about WWE booking a lot of multi-person matches when it comes to WrestleMania? Yeah, um, I'm kind of with Kevin there. Um, I don't think everything has to be a triple threat. And I also don't like if one match is already a triple threat for the women's Raw title, then why would the women's SmackDown need a triple threat, right? How do we distinguish them as different matches with different people? Yeah, I don't mind multi-man matches when they're when it works. Yeah, when, when the it story's the story. right. Yeah, but sometimes I feel like triple threats. You know, someone's always laying down for me. You know, there's always somebody not doing something. It's it's two one-on-one matches within one match. Right, right. That's why I think Fatal 4-Ways are a little bit better in that respect, because you can have more happening. Yeah. I like Fatal 4-Ways more than I enjoy Triple Threats. But there can be, though, Triple Threats that are excellent. Yeah. They yeah. just have to be booked correctly. And that's my problem with the SmackDown issue. My problem is, is they've booked none of this correct in my opinion, or correctly, to use the right adverb. It, it bothers me that we're two weeks from Mania. They have no time to build this, but they've built other storylines a lot longer. So does that mean they didn't know what to do with Asuka? I mean, no one knows. No one's ready, right? But, man, it just, it really, it's like needling me. It bothers me so, so much. No, I get you because... Uh, Kevin heard my huge rant that I had on Oscar and the SmackDown mm-hmm. Women's Championship episodes ago yep. now. But um, listen, am I Oscar's biggest fan? I'm not. I like Oscar and I think she's one of the best women's workers in the whole world. Um, but that doesn't necessarily translate to me being her number one fan. I respect and appreciate what Oscar brings and I think she needs to be treated a hell of a lot better than she is. It's not the fact, well, for the longest time... You look back to TLC, she um, won the SmackDown Women's Championship because, to to me, and I don't mean this as a discredit or a disrespectful way to talk about Asuka, but to me, she was mm-hmm. given the championship because they didn't want to have it on Becky and Charlotte anymore. They had other plans. So, therefore, Asuka was the one to win the title. And, you know, she worked with Becky at um, Royal Rumble. They had a fantastic match, in my opinion. Yep. Um, and then she was kind of just off of television while Becky and Charlotte were thrusted into the Raw Women's Championship picture. Here's the, here is, if there's any downside to Becky being so great and Charlotte, of course, being, you know, great as well. But if there's any downside to this is that they invested so much time on SmackDown to Charlotte and Becky that they almost forgot that there was a division below them. 
Um, mm. And they didn't book anybody else strong. They didn't really have any other stories going for the longest time other than Charlotte and Becky. So their problem was is they had Asuka maybe just a step below Becky and Charlotte. And then everybody else was way below that. And there was no one to... No one... I don't mean this in it with the pun, but no one was ready mm-hmm. for Oscar. No one was right. there ready. And I mean, Mandy. You're not wrong. Mandy may. Okay. Maybe they were trying to build Mandy, but they've done this in, if they're really, if they're really honing in that Mandy Rose was their one, they wanted to push towards the championship, man. I wish I had a pen and paper to write down the way I would have booked it because, um, sure. I mean, I'm not saying I'm the, you know, a great booker, and I don't, I don't, not on the creative team, I don't know how hard that would be, I'm assuming it would be a very hard job, but at the same time, I wish I had just some form of something in my mind to go, okay, this is the way I would build Mandy Rose, or this is the way I would build Naomi, or Sonya, or whoever they want, but mm-hmm. you can, I think, in my opinion, you can build nearly anybody, unless they've been completely, you know, torn down, but you can build nearly anyone from nothing, to make them something if you just give it the right amount of time. Two weeks is not the right amount of time to build someone towards the, the SmackDown Women's yep. Championship. If they, you know, they build the, the women's division as its equal playing field, the SmackDown Women's Championship is the same as the WWE Championship, in my opinion. It is the Women's World Championship of, of the SmackDown ladies. Therefore, it's on the equivalent of the men's championship, and that title has gotten, obviously, a big story with Kofi and Brian, and they've got a lot of build to that story, but Asuka's been kind of left out in the dirt, and she deserves so much more than that. She didn't have a however long day streak and, you know, was undefeated in NXT as the women's champion for nothing. So, I mean, I get where you are coming from, Kevin. I get where you are coming from, Queen, in the sense that mm-hmm. Asuka deserves way, way more than what she's getting. Um, but outside of the SmackDown Women's Championship and, you know, like I said, the state of the main championships, on the undercard of things, um, what's kind of doing your interest the most? What's kind of getting you? I'll start with you, Kevin. Um, what's kind of grabbing your attention other than, you know, the main kind of championships? Even it hasn't been officially announced, even if we're just building towards it. But um, what's kind of really standing out for you on Mania's card, if anything, outside of the main matches? Well, I, I alluded to this before earlier in the show, and I'm, I'm still going to stick with it. Batista and Triple H for me. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a heavy, I'm a bit of a heavy guy when it comes to nostalgia. I, I sort of like that sort of thing. I know a lot of people don't go for it and that's fine but I, i'm someone who's always liked to see some of the old stars mix it up one last time or two that's fair. and batista batista like i like i mentioned was is one of my favorite wrestlers growing up still love the guy love triple h they've had good matches in the past obviously that was you know 10 12 years ago but i think they i think they have enough left in the tank for one more good match even if they have to lean sort of on a nostalgia factor yeah, um, I'm excited for that. I don't mind. I don't like when everything's nostalgia, but one or two matches at Mania. I mean, it, yeah, it fits on the card. It's WrestleMania. You have to get every fan involved um, because every, this is the biggest show of WWE's calendar year. The, there is nothing bigger than WrestleMania, so you have to get every form of fan involved, and that has the nostalgia element, that has the 
not in a big sense of the word, but has the hardcore element with No Holds Barred. So, I mean, that captures the older fan that may be watching just at WrestleMania time. Um, Queen, throwing that question at you, what's kind of grabbing your attention at WrestleMania? Um, I'm really pumped for Triple H's entrance this year. <laughs> Triple H's entrances are always great at Mania. <laughs> right? There, it's always something special, so I'm really ready for that. I'm a big entrance girl, so, like, the Royal Rumble is one of my favorite pay-per-views, obvious reasons. <laughs> so, um, but beyond that, I think AJ Styles' Randy Orton is going to be a sleeper. I think people yeah. aren't expecting it to be good, and it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, you know, AJ Styles is the freaking man. His career is the coolest to go back and like look at and seeing him in WWE. When he ever um, debuted at the Royal Rumble, I almost lost my shit. I like, was staring at the screen. And I was freaking out. I was punching my husband in the arm. I'm like, do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? <laughs> and he's like, no, I don't. <laughs> I was the same. My friend that right? just happened to be at my house when WrestleMania was on, me and my sister are big pro wrestling fans, but this guy was like, he knew what wrestling was, but he didn't know who AJ Styles was. I was jumping up and down, like shaking him. I'm like, yo, do you know who that is? He's like, I have no clue who that is. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I was just like pacing I know, right? and running around the room. Like that was a, such a cool moment. <laughs> it was such a cool moment. Right. And he's so talented. And, you know, Randy Orton gets a lot of shit, but Randy Orton's, freaking cool he just is when and i loved his legend killer randy, thing randy orton had a bad match sorry to interrupt but when was the last 100% time right you're 100 doesn't right. have bad match i'm not saying he has like the most amazing incredible no. matches ever but he is a consistently has good matches i agree i agree i'm just i'm i'm ready for them i i like I've always liked Randy Orton, especially when he was Legend Killer. That whole yeah. vibe was really cool. Um, I didn't really care for his whole Bray Wyatt shtick thing. Oh, no. But that was terrible. <laughs> but Randy's arrogance and his his swagger, his vibe with AJ Styles, they're going to put on a good show. So that one, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I don't know if Kevin's know where I'm, what I'm going to say, but... I've been so involved in the Miz and Shane McMahon storyline. Um, I knew you were going to say that. Oh, no. Yeah, I've been... I think this story has been so well told. It's been... You know, people are quick to judge WWE for not having long-winded stories. Everything's rushed. But essentially, this has been building since November. Um, since what Crown Jewel or whatever it was when Shane and Miz had that thing with the World Cup. And um, essentially, this has been building since then. They haven't rushed anything. They've done everything kind of right in the sense of a simple, well-told story. I just am involved in this story. I don't think it's going to be the most amazing match at WrestleMania. I don't think that at all. But Shane Mm -hmm. McMahon always gives 110%. The same with The Miz. They want to make the most out of this match, the most out of this story... Did I think that this was going to be a heel Shane McMahon versus a face Miz? Hell no. And did I really agree with it at Fastlane? Not really. But this week on SmackDown, Miz cut a fantastic promo. Sometimes I kind of... I I think we sleep on the Miz sometimes because we sometimes forget how good he can talk. And honestly, sometimes we get how good he's become in the ring. He's head and shoulders different than what he was 10 years ago. 
Um, that promo this week on SmackDown was just 100% perfection in my eyes. Um, so I'm excited for that story. I, I just want to see that come to fruition and Miz get a nice win. Um, and it's just something that I'm looking forward to. I guess that's the beauty about wrestling. I've said this many times. I guess this could become my tagline, but wrestling is subjective. It's got something for everybody. You know, you've got Kevin like liking Batista and Triple H. You've got you like Queen liking um, AJ and Randy. You got me liking Miz and Shane. They're all ve- three very different stories. Three. They're going to be very three different matches um, in terms of what they do bell to bell. So I mean, that's. That's the beauty of wrestling. Um, I guess I just really love the fact that wrestling has something for everybody. I think that's why it's one of the best forms of entertainment there is. Obviously, I'm biased because I watch (laughs) wrestling more than I watch anything else or more than I put any other time into. But I guess you can both agree that um, it is a very pure form of entertainment in the sense of there is something for everybody. There's comedy, there's romance, there's drama, there's high action, there's athleticism. There really is something for everybody. Right. And um, I it- guess this was kind of leans into, I mean, we're going to get here eventually anyway, but, um, you know, we all have different opinions. We all respectfully talk about our opinions and we all, you know, understand why or why not or whatever it may be. But, um... The internet has certainly become a big thing that many people have discussed over time with wrestling or with anything. The internet is just its its own entity. And um, social media especially is a place that can have a lot of good. It can have a, have a lot of bad. There's pros and cons to everything in this world, but um, social media is its own thing. We've all had interactions with people, good or bad. Um, now, within terms of wrestling, um, obviously, like I said, wrestling is subjective. It's very opinion-based. It has something for everybody. But I guess where the uh, con comes in for this is that some people will not take anyone else's opinion but their own. And it can get pretty nasty out there, especially when you're sitting behind a screen, a keyboard, whatever it may be. Um Queen, one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about with with you here, and of course Kevin as well, um, social media to you, um, in terms of people with not respectfully treating one another and not being able to have an opinion without some person coming in and, and calling names or um, just flat out just not listening to your opinion at all, not having any facts to back them up, just being straight mean. Um, what do you kind of think when you see that kind of stuff? Because obviously me, you and Kevin right now, have just had a conversation where we've all had a different opinion and we've all not been argumentative. We haven't been at each other's throat. Um, what happens in your mind when you see someone, say you write something and someone writes back and is either being nasty or just not respecting your opinion? What kind of goes through your mind in that sense? Well, firstly, I'm disappointed. That's that's my first reaction. I always find that name-calling and belittling and treating others, especially those you don't know, with utter disdain and disrespect is absolutely, unequivocally unacceptable. There's no reason why we can't look at other people's opinions. You're reading it, right? 
reading other people's opinions, listening to other people's opinions, hearing their perspective, and there's no reason that you can't respect them, but also disagree, right? And this has happened to me, you know, recently, and, um, you know, it's, it bothers me because, A, facts need to be brought in, right? If you're going to have an, an, an intellectual conversation with somebody, you should, you know, know what you're talking about and be able to back up your opinion. That's just regardless, normal speaking, right? Normal conversations. You want to be knowledgeable yeah. about what you're going to bring up. Um, but just because I have an opinion, just because my friends have an opinion, just because strangers have an opinion gives me no right to get in their face, you know, demean them, call them names, and try to, you know, insinuate certain things about me or about anybody. It's not acceptable. There are ways to have conversations about differences of opinion. And this is not just in wrestling. This is in life. There are yeah. ways to have these kind of conversations where, yes, I can feel very passionately about something. Yes, I can believe that I'm right all the way 100%. There are no, there are no other alternatives. But I can still respect that you don't agree with me. And that's fine. When did that not become fine? I don't get in people's faces if they don't agree with me. I don't need to do that. My response to things like that is always to rise above and always to try and say, look, you have a differencing, differing opinion. That's cool. You do you. I'll do me. Don't call me names. Don't come for me. There's no reason for that. I didn't do anything to you. Having an opinion, having a differing perspective is not attacking you. It just is different than how you feel. No, I couldn't have said it better myself, to be honest. Um, Kevin, what's your take on kind of adding on to what Queen has kind of said? Um, but what's your take on this? Because we've all had interactions with people on the internet. <laughs> I just, I just think that there's such, there's so many better things you could be doing with your time, than taking the time out to attack people online. Right. I, I, I really wish some people would just get a life. Honestly. Yeah. We, we have this community on Twitter, this wrestling community. It's been a blessing and a curse for me because I've gotten to meet so many wonderful people, like the both of you. But for every one, for every really nice person, it seems like there's like a couple, couple bad eggs out there. I've definitely gotten into some arguments. I, I try not to be like too argumentative. I might, but I, it's hard for me not to engage. I, it's a like guilty pleasure of mine, just to, <laughs> just to engage. People. Sometimes it's fun. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and I like to be someone who engages with people no matter what. You know, whether it's negative or positive, I try to put a positive spin on things. Uh, and I like to have conversations with people, especially if they disagree with me, because I want to get to the the root of the the root of the matter. Why do they disagree with me? I'd like to know, you know, and we get, I'd like to find some common ground. But some people just exist to name call and pick on and scorn you. That those people are the ones who don't deserve the light of day. They don't they don't deserve your time, your effort, your energy, and your emotion. They, it could, I know, and I know some people take it worse than others. I know, sure. I don't really mind being called names, but, but there are definitely people out there who really get hurt by that. Yeah. And if you're trying, like, you're purposely out there trying to hurt people who disagree with you over something like wrestling, which is so different to, to so many people. Right. 
and has really helped a lot of people and really like just been really great to a lot of people and you want to cut them down for that i don't have time that's just sickening to me i agree 100 there i i agree as well you look at this um you know even in just the world outside of wrestling, just in life, you look at relationships you've had with people, whether it be friendships or girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever it is. I know I've had um, many civil um, uh, opinion-based things with ex-girlfriends and friends and whatever it may be. And listen, you're allowed to have a difference of opinion. It's what makes the world go round. If we all agreed, it would be a pretty boring place. We'd be all very similar people, and it would just be pretty dull, in my opinion anyway. That's what makes the world revolve, is that, hey, we all have a difference of opinion. But, um, you know, a lot of people, not everyone, but if you're having an opinion-based talk with someone in person, you're not going to just turn around and say, you're wrong, you're a stupid idiot, whatever it may be, to their face. You know, 60-70% of that time, that's not how it's going to go down just out of the blue. But because people will sit behind a screen and sit behind a keyboard, um, people just think, well, the first thing I'm going to do is attack you because then you'll shut the hell up. Now, I know for me that doesn't necessarily work uh, in the terms Mm -hmm. of if someone calls me a name, um, I generally will always reply because... I'm, you're not just going to sit here and get nothing. Usually my, I, I can get pretty argumentative, but I've known not to on the internet because it's just letting that person win. They want to get a rise out of you. They want to, you know, make you look like an idiot, make you look like the bad person. So I just usually kill them with kindness, give them a little love heart, say thank you and give them a big kissy face. And that's the end of it because they don't know what to say. Generally, that's my approach with things, but that doesn't always work. But anyway, back to what I was kind of alluding to is the fact that in person, sure, it happens, but it doesn't happen as frequently as it does on the internet. People are very big when they're on the internet. Um, but it is a very big... There's pros and cons, of course, to social media because without social media and the internet, uh, without the internet, there's no podcasting. We wouldn't be able to do what we love to do. Um, Kevin, without the internet, you wouldn't be able to blog um, and, you know... Without the internet and social media, we wouldn't be able to interact with one another. We would never know that the other one existed. So, I mean, obviously, there's huge, big pros to the internet and social media, but um, I guess it's just finding that balance because wherever there's good, there's also going to be bad. It just, it is natural in life. Um, But, I mean, I know for the most part, I love interacting with people on social media because... Like I said, if there's bad, there's also good there. There is people that just generally want to chat, generally want to, you know, you know, stroke your ego because sometimes it's nice. Um, um, <laughs> hey, listen, I can listen to people talk about me all day. I love it. Um, but um, okay, that's like, all right. <laughs> um, but it is. It, there is just nice interactions where people just want to have a chat. And obviously right. our feeds is full of wrestling. So who doesn't love to talk about wrestling? I know I could talk about that 24-7. So, I mean, there is there is great things that come with social media and, and come with interacting with a community of like-minded people. But mm-hmm. you're always going to get the bad. And I know, like you said before, Queen, you had a brief interaction with someone this week that just kind of made me want to kind of talk about this in a general sure. sense. But um, 
I know that the way you handled it, I know that I kind of said my bit as well, just to be like, hey, just maybe stop name calling and it's okay to have a difference of opinion. And yep. I was just trying to put it in my kind of terms. I know that I, you said to me, like, this was fine and, and whatever, but this is coming from a person that I did not agree with you in the sense of what you were actually arguing about with this guy. Um, but I agreed with you in the sense of that you have a right to your opinion and I understand where you're coming from and I didn't have to call mm-hmm. you an idiot or a dumbass or whatever it was. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we're... You and I can sit here and and talk about that. It's just um, it should be an example of what it's like to have a, a an opinion based conversation with someone, right? And you know, and listen. And here's the other thing too: we all make mistakes, right? Yeah, we definitely. all say things that we don't mean. We all, you know, posture a little bit. It happens. And, um, you know, and if you apologize to me, we're cool. Like as long as you don't do anything further, I'm not going to have a problem. Yeah, but. My real issue is that I feel there are there aren't enough people that don't, you know, take it for for what it is. And, you know, not everyone's always right. Not everyone is going to agree with you. And that is okay. It's okay. Really, it is. I promise you, you'll wake up tomorrow and you'll be fine. You know, it's that's what I think is my biggest takeaway from that. I enjoy, you know, Mag said it best when um he posted about uh, this type of discussion. You know, there's nothing more that we enjoy when we interact with people. Obviously, we're here. We're podcasting. We love this kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, we want to have differing opinions because, you know what? Somebody might say something to you that maybe opens your mind up to a different perspective or maybe makes you reconsider what you were thinking or validate what you were thinking. That's the beauty of having conversation, open and honest respectful communication is key. And I will say that for the most part, 90, I'd say 90% of my interaction uh, in the last few months, because I really dove into this two feet deep in Royal Rumble season. So, so far, I've had the most amazing interactions with people in this community. I found a really good core group of people. And even the new people that are that are joining the Queendom are really cool. And I'm so happy about that and to see that. Yeah, like we said, um, there is a lot of great things about um, the wrestling community. I mean, we're, we're, we're well deep in the wrestling community now. So, I mean, I've had many, 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 many conversations with many different people. And it's just been, for the most part, mainly positive. So, that's a good thing. Um, right. Another thing I did want to bring up and... You know, it's great to have... I wanted to have a female perspective on this because it's you know, easier for Kevin and I to talk about this and, but we're never going to experience it in the sense of of (laughs) what maybe you have, or if you haven't, whatever it may be. But in wrestling, I mean, in the last few years, especially in WWE land, in the mainstream wrestling world, women have been getting equal opportunities or more opportunities to shine and be equal to their male counterparts, which is something that I've clamored for for so long as being a fan of how long I've been a fan of wrestling for. Um, I've always had my eye on the women's division. I've always wanted more for it. I always wanted them to be the main event and so on and so forth. So, I mean, this is fantastic Mm for me. Um, But in this day and age, in 2019, when you look at, you know, as much as there's equality within, not just in the in wrestling, but in the world, there is, we're in a, we're in a better place than we were maybe 15, 20 years ago. 
Um, but there still is a level of sexism in the world. In in my eyes, I think there still is. Some people do not treat women and men on the same equal level playing field, and mm-hmm. that is a shame. I I've always been one for equality of. No matter who you are, you all should, we all should be treated on an equal playing field and judged based on who you are as a person, not who you are as a gender or a race or a religion, whatever it may be. Um, in your kind of time, I know wrestling, as much as it is, um, I think it has come a long way in terms of equality and, and whatever, um, I feel, still feel there is a sense of it is a male-dominated world. Um, as much as, you know, women have come into this more and more and more, which is absolutely incredible, um, I still feel like there is a sense of there's something lording over it that someone is always saying this is a male-dominated industry. I don't personally believe that, but there is people out there that still say that. Um, In your kind of experience as a fan and as you're getting into podcasting and interacting with the wrestling community, have you ever experienced any level of sexism towards you or any really any time have you ever seen it in the wrestling world? Yeah. Okay. So let's start with the wrestling world. So when I was growing up in, you know, the 90s, some of the women's matches that I saw, and I'm going to exclude China from this because this is a different thing. Um, they were all like the bra and panty matches yep. or pillow fights. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, why Why am I watching this, right? I'm a thir- I was 13 years old and I remember it clear as day watching this on TV and going, why is this happening? Why aren't the guys out there throwing their boxer shorts around? Like, why is it always the girls? And like, listen, I, you know, I knew back then and I know now sex sells. I get it. Yeah, we all get it. Okay, good for you. That's wonderful. And there's a degree and a way that you can still use sex to sell without doing shit like that. Yeah. No, I agree with you. it discredits the women and puts them in a sex symbol, valet, only good to support their male counterpart vibe and situation. You know, thinking about what's happening right now, you know, we're in WrestleMania 35. In two weeks. That is 35 WrestleManias. And this is really the first time on a widespread scale that there's a strong possibility that women, credible, amazing, talented wrestling women are going to main event WrestleMania. That blows my mind. Because the women that came before them, talented in the ring, on the mic, whatever they were. Some of them, you know, more so than others. But still, why is this where we're at now? Why did it take so long, I guess, is is always my thought process on that and thinking about the women's revolution and evolution and, you know, changing a couple years ago from divas to superstars, I think, was a really good move. Yeah, And that kind of solidified, okay, we're going to start playing games the right way. And this is just in WWE because there are other promotions that have been doing women's wrestling on a large scale in big matches all over the place for a very long time and intergender wrestling matches as well. And, you know, what, what I feel like people don't get with that is they're agreeing to do this, right? They're not putting themselves in in serious harm's way 
just because they're a woman. They're agreeing to be in this match. Right? Everybody had a problem with Nia Jax coming out in the Rumble. And I'm not a Nia Jax fan, and I could go on a rant for, for a while with that. But they didn't like that she was, like, giving shots to guys. Did everybody forget about Beth Phoenix? Yeah. What about China? You know, what is the problem here? I guess is is I still have yet to figure it out. But in terms of me personally, I haven't really gotten too many shots. But I will say I've had a lot of comments from people like, oh, wow, you actually know a lot about wrestling. That's really interesting to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, why? Why is that? You know, they're surprised that as a woman, I know a lot of things about wrestling. And I don't un- I don't understand that. But I guess it's because they're so used to having men to discuss it with yeah. and not women. So uh, I haven't experienced too, too much a little bit. But for the most part, it's been mostly surprise. So, yeah, Kevin um, and I obviously have while we both um understand and everything like that we've never obviously experienced that where not mm-hmm. we're not females we're never going to experience those kind of comments or those kind of things kevin um in your just kind of as much as you can with your experience with wrestling and just the wrestling community um what is, what is your take on sexism in wrestling and have you ever seen it at all play out in your kind of from from your eyes anyway well i think i think that sexism is pretty prevalent in wrestling even still mm-hmm. oh um, yeah you gotta look you made a you made a point there queen where this is like the first wrestlemania and 35 tries where we have women that are credible enough capable enough and talented enough to make an event and that the, the writing has been behind them for the first time in 35 years too because you know, obviously, you go back. Women weren't women being on WrestleMania at all. Isn't that? It's still kind of new of an idea. Mm-hmm. Like they they as just, like ten years ago, you didn't have women really on WrestleMania at all. If they did, they're like you said, they're probably having a bra and panties match or a, a pillow fight or something. Defending the title at WrestleMania is sort of a new concept, and it's just it's just wild to me because. We've seen talented competitors come through, not just in the last three or four years, but over the last 30 years. We've seen talented female competitors come through WWE, and they just hadn't been given the time of day until just recently. Now, I think that's – I, I, I'd even take it a step further. Is that that's not just in wrestling where people are like, oh, wow, you know, women are getting these shots. That, that, that surprises them. I think that's in all the sports as well. Like you, you meet you meet someone who knows their, a, a, you meet a female who knows their sports really well, and I think most men's natural inclination is to be surprised, but it's just the norm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, it's, I it's get the norm. that as well. And we haven't really, we haven't really like caught up to that yet as as a fan base. I think we're still sort of we. I think we're still sort of like, not weirded out, but surprised when we hear when we hear a woman talking about wrestling but it's the norm now i know pl- i know plenty of female wrestling fans and they're yep. each as knowledgeable if not more knowledgeable than me and i don't t- and that's that's like that's the way it should be i think yeah but it, some people can't comprehend that 
Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you completely. I think for me, um, the reason I never thought about it is because I've grown up with a sister that watched wrestling as much as I did. Well, at least in her, for more towards her teenage years, she got into it as much as I I have. So for me, it was never weird, quote unquote, to see a female wrestling fan knowing her shit about wrestling. I don't base it on gender. I, I base it on person to person. And mm-hmm. if you happen to know more th- about wrestling than me, then go for it, please. I want to I wanna interact with you. Um, it's person to person. There's never been... Gender for me in life has never been a big... Um, oh, like, oh, I'm friends with this person. And okay, she's a girl. And some people are like, oh my God, they must be dating. They must be doing this. It's like, no, I'm just right. friends with this girl. I'm friends with this boy. Whatever it may be in life. So, I mean... I still feel like in the world itself, outside of sports, outside of wrestling, um, there is still a... Why is it so gender-specific with everything we do? Oh, there right. Instead of saying, especially with women, get this a lot and it irks me. Let's just... Let's, let's talk about it in the wrestling world, but that was a great women's match. They don't say to the men that was a great men's match. They say that was a great match. I just, I think the next kind of evolving and the next step in this women's evolution would be to take away the fact of our thinking of going, that was a fantastic women's match. That is a women, that is a woman main eventing a show to, that was a fantastic match. This deserves to be the main event. And there's no gender involved. It's, you could be talking about men the same way you talk about women. That to me is true equality within the wrestling world. Um, is getting them on the same level. Like I said before, the women's championships are the equivalent of the Universal and WWE championships and should be treated as such. So, I mean, mm-hmm. in the wrestling world, in that kind of sense, but even in the world in general, there still is a level of... Um, there is a level of equality with a lot of things, but there also is a level of... This is still a very big gender divide kind of deal. And mm-hmm. I don't know, do you think in this world you can discuss in the world or in the world of wrestling, do you ever think we'll see a true level of equality? Or do you think there's always just going to be a gender divide? That's a great question. You know, and, and, and that question and answer both have many, many, many layers. Yeah. You know, in my personal professional life, I experience it way more than I do you know, in wrestling. And that's just been my experience so far, like I had shared with you earlier. But, you know, in the professional world and, and what I see in wrestling, you know, let me answer this in two ways. So the divide, I think, between gender has always been, and that's a society thing, yeah. you know, based on religious beliefs, societal standards and morals, expectations, culture, that all contributes to this. And, you know, the thing is, is women in in the United States haven't even been allowed to vote for a hundred years yet. Like we're just approaching that. And when you think about that, it seems like women have been able to, to have a say forever, but really that's not the case. If you look at the grand scheme of, of countries, right. A hundred years is, is nothing, you know, and then the human existence. So, the fact that, you know, things have changed, and they have, right, for the better in a lot of ways, but there's still, you know, expectations. And a conversation that I'm having in, in professional life as well as wrestling life is, you know, there, there are women wrestlers who want to step away and have families. 
And a lot of people, I feel like, have a negative connotation of that. Oh, well, you know, if she wants to do that, then, wow, man, she's got to make a huge body comeback, then, doesn't she? She's going to have to do a lot of work to get her back to where she used to be. It's not going to be the same after she has kids. We see that conversation happening on Total uh, Bellas. You know, Brie Bellas talking about how insecure she feels and her body issues and things like that post having um, Birdie and just how, you know, she's different. She looks different. She feels different. Um, you know, and, and that's such an important conversation because I feel like in the professional world, too, it's, you know, oh, well, so-and-so is going to be out on maternity leave and then she's going to come back after a while. We got to deal with that now. You yeah. know, there's such a negative thing that does not happen to guys. No, it just it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't. Because and... you don't have that same experience, right? Yeah. But, and, and we can talk about that for a while. I'm just talking about when wrestling, you know, Rhonda has been alluding to the fact that she wants to take a little break and start a family. And I've seen the most insane comments to that. Oh, me too. Insane. Yeah. And that blows my mind. Like, dude, we're the gender that has the baby. We have the biological parts to have the baby. I don't know what you want me to do here. Yeah. It's just, if you, if you want to have children, this is what happens. <laughs> you know, it, it's basic fucking biology. I yeah. don't understand why everybody loses their mind over this. And it's like, oh, well, she's not going to be the same. And oh, great. Now she's going to go have kids, blah, blah. Oh, okay, what's wrong with that? And why is it always like up to the, the girl to like, well, she better get it together. Okay, well, what about guys? No, I, I completely I, I completely understand and agree with you in every sense of the word because, mm-hmm. you know, it's different for – this is why I want to have this conversation with you is because right. I – I'm not I'm not a woman. I don't know what it's like to experience that kind of stuff. I never will. Um so it, I don't I will never have to experience those kind of comments towards me in a professional world in in whatever it may be. Like I know we're kind of steering off the topic of wrestling, but hey, this is what we need to talk about. This is what we need to talk about. Um something that you guys probably wouldn't well you may know but you wouldn't have experienced not living here in Australia but we had our first female prime minister in 2010 um Mm -hmm. and that whole time she was only prime minister for three years I think because she was there was a lot of issues with it but anyway um in that time it was a I've never experienced in my life media being so sexist and that level of sexism in our country. I've never seen it. Um, it was a lot of comments, like side comments. Oh, she's doing a good job for a woman. Uh, mm-hmm. What is, is that such a backhanded compliment towards it is. a, she is just a politician. She's in the government doing her job, but because she's a woman, oh, that was good for a woman. Or she did that because she's a woman. You don't say that he did that because he's a man. He's doing a good job for a man. Like you don't say that. Therefore, the leader, the literal leader of of Australia, the literal person that has that is in charge of our country, is being belittled. And right. that whole experience with our first ever female prime minister and and blah 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 was a. Total and utter mess for those few years that she was in charge. Just in the fact of not the job that she was doing, the level of hate and the level of sexism, the comments, the literally you turn on the news, you know, and they're talking about politics and it would be a woman. I remember the day that she became prime minister of Australia 
and I know I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but this is just all leads right. back to wrestling. It does, um, yeah. Um, I remember the the headline. It said first female prime minister of Australia. Can this work? It's like, what does that even mean? The media mm-hmm. is a huge is a huge issue with how women and how religion, race is perceived in our world. Of course, yep. what are we all? For the most part of this world, we all see media. We all see some form of entertainment, um, some form of television broadcast, some form of news outlet. And that is our main influence on us as people. It's what we we spend more time watching a television and being on the internet in this day and age than we do anything else, for the most part. So, I mean, right. that is our main level of influence and if we're seeing that in the media that is i can understand and i can decipher and i can get all worked up and be like this isn't right but for an eight-year-old that's happens to be watching you know playing with their toys looking at the tv while their parents watch the news and that headline was to come on a whole a whole generation of australian children are seeing that and they don't know what you know they just think okay that's bad that's that's not a good thing. Women can't do what men can do for little girls, for little boys, for whoever it is. I have a nine-year-old brother, so he's very impressionable on things that he sees on YouTube and television. And if that's what's being sunk into his mind at that age, what is he going to be like when he's in his 20s, his 30s? That's just what he's grown up on. He knows nothing better. And I think in this day and age, that really should not be a thing that is ever even alluded to because right. we haven't had another female prime minister since since um, Julia Gillard. So, I mean... Yeah, is, we've never had a woman president, so ne- that yeah, should tell you that. America <laughs> so- has never had a female president. So, I mean, right. I know from my experience living here, we've seen a lot of that stuff with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and... I, in my country, in my mind, was just under the fact, uh, under the impression that this is going to happen, and it didn't. Um, so, I mean, in looting back to wrestling and and whatever it may be, it I know that it's ver- two very different different things, but it goes hand in hand because there's a lot of things within wrestling that still allude to the fact that oh, this is good because it's a, only because it's for women. You know what I mean? Like exactly. And it's a thing that we should steer away from so much. I know Kevin and I are big, big, um, big, big advocators for wrestling being equal. And I've said this mm-hmm. to Kevin many times and, and Kevin's echoed it 100% in the fact of I want the term women's wrestling to go away and I just want it to be all-inclusive. It's all wrestling. And... Um, Kevin, I know that you're kind of the same as me. You're a, you've blogged for divadirt.com and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. what's been your experience with um, trying to change the perception of what how women are perceived in this business? Well, I think you nailed it on the head, Josh. I, I really just want it to be commonplace uh, to talk about women's wrestling as just wrestling. Mm-hmm. I, I I just want it to be normal. I want it to be natural. I don't want it to be like I don't want it to be. Um, I want it to be its own thing because I believe the women deserve to stand on their own. I don't think they need, but I don't think they need men as a crutch. I don't think they need the tag. I think it's just wrestling for them. It's wrestling to me. I know that. What wrestling mm-hmm. is wrestling, whether it's a 
alien, a dog, a woman, a man. It does not matter to me. Wrestling is wrestling. Um, Queen, at, like, asking you, mm-hmm. do you have a problem with the term women's wrestling or women's wrestlers? Or do you find it kind of um, adds a level of something else to them? Is it a positive? Is it a negative? What's your kind of take on that? I don't, actually, it doesn't bother me. And there's a reason for that. And because it bothers me only if it's going to be done in that backhanded, demeaning type of way. Yeah. In general, though, it doesn't bother me. Women's wrestling and men's wrestling are different. They are. Body structure, body type, size, personality. It just, it is different. And that's fine. I think where we get into trouble is when we say things like you were talking about earlier to allude to, oh, yeah, that was a great match for a women's match. Yeah. Or, wow, I'm really impressed with how strong she is for a woman. You know, why does that matter? And my question back to you guys is what is the level of responsibility a company has to their social media, you know, brand and um, – stuff that they put out to kind of temper that message, change that message. Um, Would they change that message in WWE? I wonder. Uh, It's something I think about a lot, you know, because when we see all these things getting put out there and then we have, you know, the the wrestling quote-unquote journalists in the world, the way that they present things, you know, for a lot of people, they'll take it face value without, you know, fact-checking and things like that. So I wonder, what is the level of responsibility for brands, promotions, journalists, and people like us who podcast to change that conversation? Uh, Kevin, you feel free to answer that one first. Sure. Um, I think that it's a huge responsibility. And I, I, mm-hmm. I like that you brought up journalists because I think the wrestling journalists in the world – have almost almost more responsibility than the brands themselves. The brands could do what the you know the promotions could do what they need to do in order to market the market women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, people a lot of people look to guys like Dave Meltzer and Ryan Satin and the likes of them for mm-hmm. their takes on wrestling. And when you have Dave Meltzer, basically remember when he he, uh, he called Peyton basically called Peyton Royce fat. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. People take to that, and people really are influenced by that line of thinking. So I think wrestling journalists have a huge responsibility to the craft, to the brand, and to the women's and to the women themselves to be more respectful, be more mindful of their words because their words have a large; they cast a large, you know, spell over people. They do. You're a hundred percent right. I'm yeah, glad they, you said that. Yeah, I agree tenfold in the terms of. Okay, as a brand, as a company, um, you have to market them. You have to market anyone what you want them to be perceived as. So you look mm-hmm. at the term women's evolution. We did not say that until WWE told us what it was and they drilled it into our brains that that is what this is called. Now it's just the easiest thing to call it the women's evolution just because right. we've been told. So as a brand, as a company, you have to market something the way you want it to be perceived. You do it enough and people just naturally kind of follow. People, for the most part, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, are sheep. They will kind of follow along and and go with the flow for the most right. part. Not everybody, but as a, as a unit, as a majority, and I mean that in a nice way. Um, 
but as journalists, you brought up journalists and stuff like that, and you brought up also like things like Pey- the Peyton Royce stuff, and um, oh. I think they are some of the biggest issues um, going because uh, now I don't personally hold Dave Meltzer or Ryan Satin to very high levels in terms of wrestling journalism. I I honestly don't, but mm-hmm. some, a lot of people do. They they are they obviously have a following. They obviously have a somewhat respected opinion on things and people follow along. Um, mm-hmm. So they, if they say something, people are 90% those followers are going to believe what they say. They're going to respect what they say. And a lot of times they're going to agree with what they say. Therefore right, they need right, to, right. they need to have a certain level of respect for the people that are on our screens, for the people that are wrestling in those, in those rings and realize that they're, they're, they have meaning to their words. They obviously have a following. They obviously know that. And they obviously run, um, you know, different kind of news sites and, and video and media outlets. They both have, or just in the general sense of a word. Um, so, I mean, they do realize that their their words have value and what they say does have a matter in the world of wrestling for a lot of people. So they're very impressionable in terms of people listen. So, I mean, I think wrestling right. journalism is a big problem with how females are perceived in this business because, right. yes, we've come a long way, a very long way. Like, I started watching Quite wrestling so. in, like, 99, 2000, and in, you know, 19 years, 20 years, that's come a long, a long way from where I started watching wrestling. Now, that being said, like you um, said a while ago, Queen, you understand sex sells and you understand there was that market for what was predominantly a young male teenager um, audience at that time. That's what they were marketing to, which like you said, it's fine. You understand, but you can do it in a respectful way. Um, Sure. I'm a, as a young, as a young male, when I was growing up watching wrestling, of course, I like to see attractive women, but then mm-hmm. at the same time, my sister who was watching this did not want to see that in that kind of way. Anyway, she eventually understood what it is now and she understood it was a different time and, and whatever. But I've had many conversations with her of going, even watching the network back now and you turn on an old Raw and old SmackDown and you see these gravy bowl matches and Brian panties matches sure. and you know. I'm still a male and I still love to see attractive women, obviously, but I don't like to disrespect women in any way. I'm not about that. I was raised differently and I'm so fortunate for that, that I was, I have that in my brain where I'm not disrespecting anybody, man, woman. I don't like to disrespect people, but sometimes I just like to turn over to my sister and go, Hey, how does this, does, what does this make you feel? What do you, do you feel uncomfortable? She goes, it's not about a level of uncomfortability. She understands it. Just like you said, queen, of right. the fact that they're attractive women and, you know, it's a predominantly male audience at that time. She understands it, but she goes, it can be done in a tasteful way. You can still have attractive right. women on the screen in bikinis or whatever it is. It's done not just in wrestling. It's done of all course. over entertainment. You look at movies and reality shows and blah, 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 blah. There is a level that it's always going to be in entertainment. It's just what it is in that kind of sense. But as my sister said, as you said, it can be done in such a better tasteful way. And hey, in this world of wrestling in WWE, there still is an element of 
sex sells. There still is an element of, of um, attractive women and, and whatever it may be. And if that is someone's appeal to why they're watching these women, then at least they're watching them and they see them wrestle and they see them doing what they do best. Um, right. I don't, I don't personally watch wrestling for that. Um, but I know that there is people in the world that that's why they watch these ladies. And there's still going to be an element of, um, attractive females just like there is attractive males it's it's just there has to be a line and i think wwe are at a pretty good spot now and it does help that they're pg this is one of the things that helps them being pg is they can't go past that boundary too much because um Mm -hmm. obviously they pushed the envelope back in the day and there was a lot of things that even i watch now and go this is just really distasteful and not i don't personally even like to see it kevin We've been doing reverb rewinds and stuff now, um, and we've watched Attitude Era stuff, and it's so different um, from your experience because um, I'm not sure if you know this or not, Queen, but Kevin didn't start watching wrestling until about 2006. So he kind of, yes, there was still was an element of that for a little while, but he was on the back end of that. So, Kevin, mm-hmm. in your experience growing up um, watching wrestling with women and how they were being presented, um, in the sense of your kind of through your eyes as a young guy, um, what was your perception of it? Well, it's here's the thing is that you're right. By the time I started watching wrestling, they were sort of beginning to phase out the uh, the whole like the, the, the overwhelming sexuality of, of women's wrestling. Mm. They were beginning to change it up a little bit, but what they went from was they went from having all these uh, having you know the sex sells mentality to having the don't put any women on the show at all. They don't, if they, you know, if we can't be selling their bodies, what can we be selling them for mentality? Yeah. And that hurt, that that hurts it even worse because then at least you're getting TV time, if not in the most gratifying way. Now, now it's like, yeah, you're, you're introduced to a whole new audience and they don't even care anymore about the women because they're not getting to see, the sexual the sexual side of things. Yeah. Yeah, that is a really good point because, I mean, it, it is what it is. And I know we've kind of spent a lot of time on talking about this, but it's an important issue that I really wanted to talk about and have the right person mm-hmm. like Queen to come on and talk about because um, it can come across weird if just two guys are talking about this when we haven't really <laughs> yeah. experienced that for ourselves because yeah. it's sure. a different, different world. Um, but I know that I always wanted more for the women and I couldn't be more happy that they are getting this opportunity because every single one of those ladies deserves it, um, in my eyes at least. So, um, Mm -hmm. moving on from that on a bit of a lighter note, um, I wanted to kind of get, I know you've been tweeting about this queen and Kevin and I have many conversations about this just through DMs and stuff. Um, Kofi Kingston's rise to... What we are all assuming is getting to the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, at least getting in the match. Um, this story has felt very organic, and that is the best thing that can happen in wrestling. It's not manufactured at all. It's not. It is just right time, right place. This is where we're going now. Obviously, this week on SmackDown, he did not. Uh, he ran the gauntlet, but then Vince come out and was like, "You got to beat Brian as well," and he didn't get the job done. Now, I'm. I am pretty confident that we're getting Kofi and Brian at Mania. Hey, other stranger things have happened in the past, and I'm pretty sure there would be a big 
outpour of um, support and outrage if he did not get in the match at this point. But assuming that we are getting the match at WrestleMania, and we've still got two weeks until Mania, um, how have you both felt about this kind of Kofi Kingston's meteoric rise to the main event scene? Because it's someone that we've watched for so long... Um, who's always been talented, who has always just kind of, I don't mean this nasty, but he's just kind of been there. He's always been a staple of this show. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, how do you feel about this story and does it feel as organic to you guys as it feels to me? Um, Kevin, start with you. Do you feel like this has been the most organic story in wrestling since maybe Brian, which is a weird kind of sense of where we are now, um, because Brian was in this spot four or five years ago, so it's weird that the tables have turned. But does this feel as organic to you as it does to me? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you just have to look back at that first gauntlet match where Kofi wasn't even supposed to be in there, right? Yeah. It was supposed to be Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali gets hurt. And it took literally one hour for the fans to flip that switch. And get behind Kofi. I think they've been waiting to get behind Kofi for 11 years now. I think that it's been a long time coming for Kofi Kingston. I really think he's... I think he deserves this. I think he's been an excellent performer for 11 years. I think it's a shame that he hasn't held or at least challenged for the WWE title in a one-on-one capacity at all since he's been here. He really only had like the one high-profile feud with Randy Orton back in 2009. And ever since, he's really been like the you know, upper mid card tag team titles, you know, scene like that. So it's re- I'm really happy to see him where he's at. And yeah, I think it's organic. I think the crowd has been wanting to get behind him this whole time, and now they have a reason to. Yeah, um, Queen, what's your kind of opinion on that? Because I know you've been tweeting about um, Kofi's rise just during SmackDown mm-hmm. and stuff, and I know you are a fan. Um, but how do you feel about this story, and does it feel natural and real? So what a credit to Kofi Kingston that he comes in here in Mustafa Ali's spot because Ali is hurt. And within minutes, people are clamoring for him to win. And it was not hard to see why. The guy is talented. He's always been talented. We know that. And he's a bit of a quieter talent, in my opinion. You know, we always expect... The fun things when we see Kofi, you know, the SOS, his performances in the Rumble matches, <laughs> doing creative stuff to yeah. keep his feet off the floor, right? Everybody always looks, where's the Kofi spot, right? Where's it going to be? And, you know, he hasn't really had his fair shake at, you know, a main event, real title opportunity on the big scale. Um, and it, it does feel organic, especially because of how the way how the way that's not a word the way that Kofi is behaving the stoic silence is everything the way that he you know listens to everybody talking oh this is so unfair Kofi's getting screwed blah blah, blah and he just puts his face on and he's just like standing there and the promo that he cut not this past smackdown the one before with Vince was unbelievable like, he's always been decent on the mic, but, like, nothing like that. Serious Kofi was amazing. Yeah. And, um, you know, his rise to the, you know, I'm here and I work hard and I don't complain. I'm here throwing pancakes. I love my job. 
I love what I do. I've missed everything in my life to be here because this is my passion, right? That speech was great. And I believe him. I believe that that was him 100%. Like, not even just Kofi Kingston. It's the real guy. And, um, you know, he's... I'm excited to see this match at Mania. And, um, you know, another thought I had is, if it's not going to be Kofi, who the heck would it be? Yeah. Because any, anybody you put in there, the, all you're going to hear during that match is Kofi cheers yep. the entire match. There's yep. no way you can't do it at this point because Daniel Bryan will get booed out of the place Yeah. if it's not. You know, and that's why I'm saying it's such a credit to Kofi Kingston. You know, how popular Daniel Bryan is that they would rather boo him out of the place with whomever he's fighting than not have Kofi in that match. Yep. You know, they would have to put in, someone would have to return and it would have to be crazy, like of epic proportions. And yep. in my opinion, it's no one but Kofi. Kofi all the way. Yeah, Um. here's a little question for you guys of, okay, in terms of what if Mustafa Ali didn't get hurt? Um, we mm-hmm. never really got this kind of deal with Kofi. Assuming that maybe Mustafa may have been in this spot, perhaps, not that it was, but if Mustafa was in this spot, would this feel as big as it does now? Because I don't pers- no discredit to Mustafa Ali, because he's great. Um, sure, it would have been a cool little deal to see him kind of rise um, from 205 to SmackDown to going for the WWE Championship, would this be as big of a deal, though, if it wasn't Kofi, if it was Mustafa Ali in that point, not knowing what we do now, obviously, about Kofi? Um, but would it feel like this? Because I don't know if it would. Queen, what do you think? No, I don't think so at all. Um, and that's, like, you know, no disrespect to Mustafa Ali. I think he's great. He's a rising star. Um, they need to put him in a title belt contention. I don't think he's quite ready for the WWE title, but like Intercontinental US, he'd be great right there on that spot. Yeah. Um, but in terms of how it would be if he was there, I think that's what I was thinking um, when this first happened. When he first got hurt, I said, ah, this was supposed to be his moment and um, it's not happening. But if it were to have, I think it would have been a triple threat and he would take the pin at Mania. Yeah, and that's, Daniel that's... Bryan and whomever else they wanted to throw in a, as the third, which probably inevitably inevitably would have been Kevin Owens anyway. Yeah, um, because of his return and timing, um, it would have been you know DB or KO for sure. Yeah, and I think Mustafa would have taken the pin. He would have had a great match, right? Yeah, yeah. would have been cool stuff, especially with Daniel Bryan. I mean, they had a great match that time they fought one on one on SmackDown. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what I think. I don't think it would have been as big of a thing. Um, I think it would have you know, leveled up Mustafa's career for sure. Would have, put it him would have in... served its purpose. I think that's... Right, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It would yeah. have served its purpose. And I think he would have come out looking great. Um, so, but not as big. Not as big. Because Kofi has a way about him. Yeah. And people want it. And I don't think they would have wanted it with Mustafa. Yeah, and not Kevin, yet. what is your kind of opinion on that? Because um, I'm pretty sure I know what you'll kind of, you'll kind of deal with me. Because... Queen pretty much nailed it on the head, but what's your yeah. opinion on this? <laughs> <laughs> nah, yes, yeah, she did. I, I agree. I don't think it would be as big because the chase wouldn't seem so long. Right. I mean, Mustafa Ali's a great talent, but he's only been up on the main roster for a couple of months. Just yeah. something about Kofi, you know, he's he's been at it. He's been grinding. He's, been, he's had his nose to the grindstone for 11 years. 
and he's finally getting that overdue recognition. And it feels so sweet to see him in the spot he's in. If, if it's Mustafa, I, I just don't see myself feeling the same. No. Yep. I, I yeah. Um, but as we're kind of uh, winding down here, um, I know we talked about Brainbuster Radio a little bit at the start, but um, obviously Brainbuster Radio is starting up uh, WrestleMania week, April 1st. It's not an April Fool's joke, guys. This is actually a thing. <laughs> um, and Wilf has been, you know, so great with all of us. I'll talk for myself here. Queen can kind of talk on it in mm-hmm. a moment. But Wilf has been so great with us and so gracious and letting us still do whatever it is we want to do in our podcast. That's why he kind of picked us. Um, and obviously with you, Queen, it's a little bit different because he's a, you don't, you know, this is a brand new concept, a brand new show for you, but he believed mm-hmm. enough in you, in your ability and your talent to do this. But, um, for me and for us, um, for wrestling reverb, um, obviously we had to be doing something right to at least gather Wolf's attention. So, mm-hmm. I mean, um, it is a very big honor for for Kevin and I to be included in this, just with the level of talent that really is on this collective. Um, but just um, in your experience with Wilf, and, you know, I know we kind of talked about it a little bit before, but, um, you know, you talked about when you were picked and how it was kind of a new concept, and we talked about, like, the people that were on this and stuff like that. When you look at um, the other people on this collective... Um, I'll kind of run through a few different people, but I know you said, yep. you know, some people you've had more experience with, some people you haven't. Um, but starting with, like, Omega Luke's wrestling podcast, he is a top-tier, like, great, great podcaster. He has a great podcast with the fantasy, fantasy booking and all of that stuff that he does. And he's a great dude. Like, I love having conversations mm-hmm. with Luke. He's just a really good dude. But... Um, Wilf's decision to put him on first and put him on Mondays, I don't think there really was a better person to do so, in my opinion. No. Um, your kind of take on Luke's show and just the interactions you've had with Luke and him starting off Brain Buster Radio. Luke is the man. He's the king of fantasy booking. And that's not a joke. That's not the tagline. That's real life. Yeah. That man is so creative and so different. What he offers is so vastly different than anything that I listen to. Really, truly it is. Yeah. It's so interesting. He makes me think about stuff that I wouldn't normally think about. And he has some of the coolest people on um, great concepts. If you don't listen to him, you need to. Yeah. And the fact that he is kicking off, uh, our Brain Buster Radio Mania Week. Here we are, debut. Couldn't be better. He is so unique. And that's, you know, I think part of, you know, I can't speak for Wilf, but I think part of, you know, why all of us are here. Yeah. It's very different. Different tastes, different voices, different opinions. Something for everybody. Yeah. And and Luke, man, what a guy. Yeah. He's so um, nice. He's a top dude. Kevin... Um, Luke is is absolutely fantastic. What do you think about him starting off Brainbuster Radio? Because, like me and Queen have both kind of said, I don't think there's really a better way to do this. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. I think I think Luke's fantastic. I love his show. I've I've been able to 
I've been able to jump on a pod with him and uh, Conrad from Everything Pro Wrestling before, so I've gotten to talk to Luke. He's been fantastic in everything I've heard him in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, he, he offers a unique take with the fantasy booking. It's something different. It's something that everybody's going to be not – every, not something that everyone really has heard about, really knows about. And they will come Monday, once, come uh, Monday, April 1st, once they listen to him. And I think he's going to draw a lot of different eyes to the product. And I yep. think that's really good for all. I think that's good for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Um, just kind of running down the list here, I'll kind of get your opinions on everybody to put everyone over like the real champ <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> Wilfred is obviously Wilfred Watches is going to be on Tuesdays, and I mean, I have nothing but love and appreciation for that dude because, yes. hey, I can I pretty confidently speak for everyone on the collective and and you queen and kevin that he did not have to choose us he chose us um (laughs) we did not seek him out in any means he chose who he wanted to be on this to make this the best it could be so his show i mean is just fantastic he has interviews and he has fantastic concepts for things on his show um if you haven't listened to wilfred watches uh you you should because he's (laughs) very very good um queen your kind of interaction and what you think of wilf and his show and it being on tuesdays on brain buster radio yeah that's right it's on tuesdays a great follow-up to omega luke uh wilf is one of the nicest most helpful like genuinely wants to help people yeah um you know and he's he's not afraid to do that and um, his show content is the coolest. Him and Omega Luke and um, Mags of Badlands, which we'll get to later, were some of the people that I listened to on a regular basis um, when I first was getting into things. And, um, you know, his interviews are always top-notch quality. Um, what he presents is fun and different. I had the privilege to be on the Five Moves of Doom show that he had i had the most fun on that show if you haven't heard it please go check it out on i listened it was very good (laughs) (laughs) it was awesome i've been on will's show as well i've been on um fights of the round table so i mean that was fantastic to be on right so great and um you know he didn't have to ask me he didn't have to ask any of us as you mentioned um but the fact that he was like yo I want you on here. And I was like, man, if you believe in me, then shit, I better do it. (laughs) You know, like it gave me such confidence in, you know, my thoughts and and what I wanted to bring and my ideas and, um, you know, great all around guy. And, you know, he's the reason we're all here. So, yeah, I mean, Kevin, your um, take on Wilf and his show, because I know you're a fan of Wilf. I love Wolf. Love me some Wilford watches. Um, I, I remember listening to that show, Josh. You were on the fights of the round table. That was my first. That was my first introduction to Wolf, and he could not have made a better first impression on me because that was fantastic. You guys all knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I believe Mags was on that show as well. Yeah, that's the he first time fan- I ever had mm-hmm. an interaction with Mags in the sense of talking to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything Wolf does is just fantastic. The five moves of doom. Uh, the resurrection shows with WCW, the ECW revival, his interviews, like you said, Queen, are always that he gets such 
fascinating guests. Yeah. And he, really yeah. Knows, he really knows his stuff and is really good at conducting an interview, which is something that's not the easiest thing to do. Oh, I agree 100%. Yeah. He's so good at that. Yeah. He really is. He really, really is. A genuine, a genuine person that is very selfless in some ways of just helping everybody out. And he yep. puts us over a lot. Like... He yeah, he, does. he cares about all of us in the same way, and that's really really cool to have. Essentially, our boss, <laughs> um, our, our fearless <laughs> yeah. leader. Um, he he really does care. Um, on Wednesdays, of course, um, we have Queen's Court, which uh, me and Kevin can kind of talk about. Um, Queen, <laughs> I mean, I knew that you were cool before, and you had a very great. Um, look at wrestling and just, I guess, after this, look at life. I mean, you're just a cool person to talk to. So, I mean, um, your show I'm very, very excited to hear because it's brand new, essentially. Um, so, I mean, it's a cool concept and I'm excited to see where you kind of take it and I can kind of see that this is going to be a very cool deal for you, for us, for everyone that will listen. Um, I'm excited for Wednesdays with you. And um, Kevin, what are you kind of feeling about uh, Queen's show and how she, what she's going to bring to Wednesdays on Brain Buster Radio? Look, to everyone listening out there, if if this show has included you into how, how good Queen is at what she does, then I think you're missing something. Uh, so composed, so cool, so calm and collected. She has very great insights, and I'm so looking forward to hearing what you have to say come WrestleMania week. Yeah. Oh, you guys, don't <laughs> stop. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Listen, what else do you want us to talk about? Oh, Queen, she's just so great at, like, just everything. <laughs> um, no, thank you so much. That's so, so nice of you, and I'm I'm, I'm honored you feel that way about me. I, I'm so happy, you know, we get to be – brothers and sisters here on brain buster radio and you know you guys are the coolest and i've listened as i told you i've listened to your stuff before yeah you know we really started talking so this is really really great yeah and also on wednesdays it's all double trouble because you also get yes. n- no particular angle on wednesdays big pause on a pup um and yeah. i've been listening to his stuff the last few episodes that he's put out because he is just, he is wonderful. He talks a lot about women's wrestling, which I yes. obviously have alluded to a, long, a lot of times. I absolutely love the fact that more people are taking this so seriously and putting them on the same level as men, as we've talked about. So, I mean, um, he truly does care um, about his show, about what he's talking about. There's a lot of, um, I've noticed with him, and this isn't like anything, no different to anyone else. But I mean, in the sense of him, um, he puts a lot of effort into what you can truly tell that he cares about what he's saying. There's so mm-hmm. much um, passion and drive in that dude, and um, he's just—you've been on his show. I think it was not last episode, episode before Queen, um, and yeah. you had a great talk about the fashion of. Um, <laughs> wrestling and men's and women's looks and stuff like that, which is not something that be the forefront of everyone's mind in terms of topics for a podcast. And that's not. Oh, a, but that, it should be. Honey. It, should, it be. should be. I listened to that show <laughs> while vacuuming my house and cleaning my house the other day. So I had that on on my earphones, and I was like, "Damn, 
I never even thought about this kind of stuff, <laughs> but you were a hundred percent right in the terms of you should probably think about it more because it's yeah. Um, but yeah, he's going to be on Wednesdays, um, along with Queen, of course. Um, but what is your kind of take on no particular angle Queen? Because I know that mm-hmm. you, um, had a very natural conversation with him. <laughs> um, yeah. So what's your kind of take on his show and what he brings to Wednesdays? Oh, my boy, JPQ. Uh, so he and I met in the Smark to Death, uh, another podcast, yeah. their Discord. And we started, you know, engaging in conversations about wrestling. And, um, you know, he and I kind of hit it off. And, um, you know, listening to his show, there's no bigger advocate for women's wrestling than JPQ. As I mentioned earlier, he's getting me to watch Stardom because the man is persistent. <laughs> he's very persistent. He and you know what? <laughs> He's right, too, because it's great. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> but it's true. Um, now, he's he's got such great thought processes on a lot of things. And his analysis and the way that he, you know, views wrestling and views, um, you know, wrestling characters and women's wrestling and showcasing this is not something I had seen in the podcast world, which makes his show so intriguing and interesting. And when he approached me about wrestling fashion, we bonded over our mutual hatred for Ronda Rousey's pay-per-view makeup and shorts. So (laughs) that's how this all got started, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Um, So, you know, when he asked me to come on for wrestling fashion, I was like, this is so unique. This is so different. This is what I want from my podcast, you know, as a fan, right? This is what I want to hear. I want to hear things that are different, Um, you know, not the same old recycled stuff. And that's what you get with JPQ. His interviews are great. His um, analysis of certain, um, you know, uh, particular people, like his most recent episode on Momo from um, Stardom was fantastic. You know, he knows his material. And, you know, he's so nice and so giving. Um, and, I, you know, I hope he asks me to be on again because I just, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, what's your take on JPQ and his show? Because um, I'm starting to slowly fall in love with that show. <laughs> it's fantastic. And I've, I've gotten to, to listen to JPQ on some other shows before. And I've gotten to chat with him. And uh, I actually got, the first time I chatted with him was in, the uh, the chat room for the Mr. Warren Hayes show, and he's just a really knowledgeable dude. He knows about he knows stuff about everything. You know, like he's doing great work with Stardom. He knows his he knows his stuff from all over the country, all over the globe. Even just he's so knowledgeable and so passionate about what he does. Yeah, he yeah. His New Japan yeah. Cup uh, stuff is fantastic with Anthony from Smart to Death and Mr. Warren Hayes. I don't, oh my god, They're, he's so good. Yeah. So good. Very smart dude. Very smart. Um, and so that's Wednesdays on Brain Buster Radio. On Thursdays, you get someone very near and dear to me, very close to my heart. <laughs> one of my best friends in the podcasting world. That is one foul original. Wow. I absolutely love foul. Um, he is a funny, funny, funny guy. And I think people with... um. You know, not us, but just the general kind of thing is that he's just a funny dude, but he's also very smart about the wrestling business. He knows his shit. So on Thursdays yeah. with Brain Buster Radio, you get Foul Original. He's going to bring the weekly wrestling recap to um, Brain Buster Radio, all condensed into a nice little podcast. Of course, you've seen Foul on his YouTube channel and, and whatever. I've been on his show Many times he's been on Wrestling Reverb. Many times I did a show with Foul just a couple of days ago, 
um, uh, we went back and we watched uh, the Super Showdown, which I had the privilege of being at. So please make sure you go to Foul All Foul Stuff and you can find that show because we talked for about two and a half hours, which me and Foul love to talk. So we could probably talk for about six or seven hours, really. Um, we <laughs> talked about everything. It was it was a whirlwind. It was so fun. But yeah, I love Foul. I'm glad he's included in Brain Buster Radio. Um, Queen, what's your kind of take on Foul? Because Foul's just a lovely man. <laughs> He really is, though. He really is. And, you know, I had the privilege of being on his hot take roundtable after Fastlane. I haven't laughed so hard. (laughs) I was (laughs) on the chamber one. He was, oh, man, that was so Oh, my God, he was going off, and we were just, oh, my God. And it was so late at night. We were all, like, you know, crazy tired, but we were, like, having a blast. And that's, I just... Oh man, I love that. I love when you can interact with somebody and um e- even if it's just listening to their show and you have fun. I he have puts fun you in when a he's good on. mood. It's he hard to be in a bad mood, mood when you listen to <laughs> Foul because he Absolutely. is a silly, silly person. I mean that he with the, the loveliest of ways. I don't mean that in Absolutely. a bad sense at all. Um, Kevin, we've had Foul on for a couple of episodes now with our um the most wild prediction shows you can ever imagine with Fow and, of course, Levi of the Ruthless Pod. But um, we I don't even recall predicting anything for those shows, but we certainly did talk for about three hours on each one. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we had so much fun with Fow. What's your take on Fow and what he's going to bring to Thursdays on Brain Buster Radio? He's, he's a trip, man. Fow is an absolute <laughs> trip. Um. He disarms you with he disarms you with the humor, but then you you get down. You really have meaningful conversations with him, which I think is great because you can combine sort of the seriousness and the the humor. And I think that keeping it light and keeping it you know refreshing and funny is so important because sometimes we talk about serious subjects, but it's nice to have some light. And I'm due up for I'm due up for uh, one of the foul shows too. I got to do the same thing you the same thing you did. I have to get my answers back to him on that and i know he said he wanted to have a hot take round table with some bloggers so uh foul if you're listening i'm <laughs> still i'm still sitting pretty waiting for that <laughs> foul is a fun 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 dude um so he'll be bringing his brand of uh podcasting to thursdays on brain buster radio um on fridays oh what's on fridays i'm not sure kevin do you know what's on fridays on brain buster radio i seem to have slipped I'm my ex- mind See, I'm not sure, but what I heard is that it's it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, I mean, oh my uh, god, you know what? I know what it is. Oh, really, Queen? Can you tell us what's on Fridays on Brainbuster Radio? My friends, Wrestling Reverb, of course. Oh, bingo! It's <laughs> us, man. We shouldn't start acting, should we? Because that was that was rough. Um, <laughs> um. So yes, of course, me and Kevin will be bringing our um. Our take on wrestling, our take on WWE programming, for the most part, um, to Fridays on Brain Buster Radio. And um, I know when I got that DM from Wilf, I happened to wake up late in the, or early in the morning. It was about three or four in the morning. And I don't know why this happened. It must have been fate. He had messaged me. And two minutes later, I just woke up and looked at my phone just because, listen, 
I'm 23 years old. I'm going to look at my phone in the middle of the night because I have to know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I rolled over out of bed and I looked at my phone half asleep and I had this wonderful message from Wilf asking me if I would be interested in bringing Wrestling Reverb to uh, Brain Buster Radio. And even in that half asleep moment, I was like, I'm 100% down and I'm 100% in on this because... There was no way I was going to pass down this opportunity. So, um, Wilf, if you're out there listening to this, my biggest, 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 biggest thank you to you because, um, like we said, you didn't have to choose any of us. So, um, I really appreciate that. And I kind of went back to sleep in a nice mood because I was like, oh, this is exciting. <laughs> and then, yeah, it we just worked exciting. out. We worked out the kinks and, um, here we are talking about it now. Fridays on Brain Buster Radio will be. Kevin and I, with Wrestling Reverb, will be bringing our stuff to Brain Busters exclusively on Fridays. Um, Queen, I'm not going to ask you to put me over, but can you please <laughs> put me over in any kind of way? Put me and Kevin over any way you can, because we'll happily, happily let it stroke our egos. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, anything you gotta, anything you gotta say, feel free. Oh, it will be my pleasure. <laughs> um, Wrestling Reverb. You guys really are the coolest. You know, you're laid back. You're passionate about what you talk about. I love your content. I love your rewinds. They make me so happy. And, um, you know, your rants make me so happy. And I just, I enjoy listening to your points of view. I enjoy that you have respectful conversations with one another and others when you are, uh, when you have them. And um, really and truly, I can't think of a better way to end Friday than with you guys in my ears. So I know, and I know that the people feel the same way. And as Brain Buster grows, and as we get more listeners, because we will, they're going to fall in love with you just like I did. Uh, uh, my heart. Uh, uh. <laughs> no, stop. Um, that is very nice of you to say, obviously, me and Kevin... Um, try listen me and kevin i can i can say this with confidence we're pretty big morons aren't we kevin we know we're we're kind of in the, in the best possible way yeah yeah, yeah. morons like i just i don't <laughs> I, I, me and kevin don't take ourselves very seriously in terms of that um we are who we are and um i think this, the reason that Wrestling Reverb has really grown in the last few months since I um, kindly asked Kevin to come on and he graciously accepted was that um, not a lot of podcasts have podcast hosts that are from two different countries. And I think that kind of is a bit unique in that sense. There is other podcasts that do it, don't get me wrong. But um, in the sense of we have to... um, work with our time zones and all it may be and, and whatever, because Australia's crazy land and it's horrible time zone with um, America's time zone. So um, it, it does work. And me and Kevin try to be as fun, as laid back, like you said, as we can. But we also know we need to get serious when we need to get serious. Absolutely. And, um, I'll speak on towards Kevin in that he's a very intelligent man when it comes to pro wrestling and he knows his stuff. So, I mean, um, we just we just love talking to each other. Like, me and Kevin can have conversations that go for hours and hours on end when we don't even want to hang up. But 
um you know it is what it is but that's what you want in a podcast right i've been i've been asked this a lot uh, you know, what's the most important part of a podcast beyond the content, right? It's the chemistry between the hosts of that show. And you guys have such great chemistry. You're both, you know, committed and driven and passionate. And you do know how to get serious when you need to. But you're also lighthearted and funny. And you enjoy what you do. And that yeah. infectious connection and that infectious fun that you bring together, you know, it it brings people in. It draws people in. And that's what's most important. Yeah, I agree completely. Um. Kevin, your excitement for us coming to Fridays, because I know you are just decided, as excited as I am. Yeah, this is such a great opportunity for us. I'm so happy that Wolf saw the need to have wrestling reverb in his lineup. I'm glad we appealed to him in that way. Um, it's been a blast doing this show for the last, it's been, it's been two months now almost yep. since the Royal Rumble. Uh, this has been such a blast. Easy fun just laid back like like you're all saying uh that's the best part about it i think is that we could just chill and relax and have like a real laid back conversation with one another and that's just that's how it goes yeah i agree completely um so you'll find us fridays on wrestling reverb um queen i'm sure you're going to be on wrestling reverb as much as as much as i want to ask you i'll probably (laughs) ask you quite a lot because um i'd like to have you in as much as i can because uh you're just cool to talk wrestling about. And just, um, I get a lot of messages about this and I've tried to be as clear as about this as I can is that, so on Fridays you'll find wrestling reverb exclusive to brain buster radio, but you're still going to find wrestling reverb on all the places you're finding on now on my feed on, uh, raw day. So it's still, still going to be doing a show on raw day, but where all the, the quality big stuff is happening, will always be on brain buster radio. So I always encourage you to, Please subscribe to Brain Buster Radio. Um, but you're still going to hear me and Kevin two times, three times a week, depending on the week. Um, so, yeah, just to clear up anyone that's confused about that, I've tried to be as clear as possible, but I still get people asking me, oh, are you cutting your show down to one week? It's like, no, but you need to go and listen to our Friday shows on Brain Buster Radio and be introduced to all the other great content on Brain Buster Radio, including what's on on Saturdays, which... I am absolutely thrilled about that this is happening. Um, so the Badlands podcast is going to be a Mount Rushmore style podcast. Um, mags, we all love Mags. We've all had oh, yeah. many, <laughs> yeah. many um, interactions with Mags. Um, this concept has been tackled by some podcasts before, but for whatever reason, it hasn't worked or they just haven't stuck with it or whatever it may be. It's a conversation that always comes up the Mount Rushmore's of wrestling or different topics and stuff that they will discuss on Saturdays on Brain Buster Radio. But um, with them two guys, they're going to make it work. They are, they are, Mags is one of the most driven and nice and passionate people that is on, in the wrestling community. A wonderful, wonderful, I swear nearly everybody within the wrestling community has had an interaction or at least knows who Mags is. Everybody knows him. Um, Queen, what are you excited most about that's happening on Saturdays within the Mount Rushmore podcast? Because I mean, Badlands podcast is going to be so, so fun. It's going to be so fun. And as I was saying before, how it's so unique every day is so different on brain buster radio. And then when you put in this Mount Rushmore pod, so, you know, for those of you listening, if you don't know Mags, he's on, um, uh, why we watch pod. 
and yeah. uh, he does that with Mike, which is freaking stellar. Yeah, I had it the is opportunity to go so on that. good. It was yeah, I know you did. Amazing. I'm jealous. <laughs> Mags, I'm waiting. Um, <laughs> I I love him. Really, I do. He is so talented, nice, open, genuine. He loves to support everybody. Um, he'll retweet all your stuff all the time just because he's into it and he wants to support yeah. you. Um, he's so welcoming and helpful. And if you ever need anything, he has it back to you in super quick time frame. Um, and I can't wait to hear this Mount Rushmore pod. I know that him and Paul are the ones that's going to make this really last. And it's going to yeah. be so good. You guys have no idea how good this is going to be. It's going to be of epic proportions really and truly it is and what a way to open your saturday yeah right? what a lovely lovely group of lads paul and and mags um kevin you've had interactions with mags obviously before like all of us have um and with him and paul working together for this mount rushmore style um podcast what are you excited about kicking off your weekend with those two guys because i think it's going to be pretty special I've always been someone who put who loves to think about things in terms of like Mount Rushmore style. Like I always like to think, like, you know, what are what are my favorite, you know, from anything to wrestlers to rest to wrestling moves to you know s- simple things in life like breakfast cereals and you know stuff like that. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to Mags. So Mags is a terrific guy, um, very driven. Never had a bad interaction with him. Would love to go on his show while we watch. So, yeah. <laughs> Queen's not the only one that's waiting. So am I. <laughs> I'm but, not. I've already been on there. Boom. All right. Don't rub it in, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's great, Josh. Uh, <laughs> Jealousy is real. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking. I, they're definitely going to have some really interesting things to say. And I'm definitely looking to interact with that show. Maybe most of all, because I know we're all going to have very differing opinions on some things. With yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, very much looking forward to that. And of course, to end out the Brainbuster Radio Week, we have three. I just think they're three of the funniest dudes that could be collectively <laughs> together on a podcast. Yeah. Because on Sundays, you're going to get the Wrestle Thoughts podcast with Kurt, Callum, and Jamie. Very, very funny dudes. Um, I love listening to their show when I'm just kind of zoning out for the day and I just put it on and I, it's just nice and relaxing and you can get a nice laugh out of it, have a nice chuckle. And they're very smart about what they talk about as well, which is um, goes hand in hand. They love wrestling and they're just three really good lads to listen to. Um, to end out your week, though, I couldn't think of a better way to end out your week than with the Wrestle Thoughts podcast. Um, Queen, what's your kind of deal with them? I love those boys. I love listening to their podcast. Um, I their their podcast titles. I can't. Yeah, they're the they're, best. <laughs> they're the best. The one they had recently was truly madly deep, deeply, and I like started crying laughing because so I. I thought it was so funny. And they're the type of guys. You know, they're super knowledgeable, as you mentioned. And, you know, I feel like I'm at a pub and, like, I have a pint and I'm chilling with my boys. And we're just, just talking they're, wrestling. They're bros. They they, they sit, are. They're just bros. They just sit and have a very super relaxed conversation. 
And they that's do. what I love. It does feel like you're just at the pub with your friends, yeah. having a pint of beer. Like, it just feels like you are there and you just happen to be almost a fly on the wall. Just being like, <laughs> right. oh my God, am I here? Like, is this real? Like, it just feels like they're just one of the boys. Right. And I and I always find myself being like, yeah, or no. And I want to jump into the conversation. Yeah. And, you know, as you mentioned, it's an easy listen. It's a fun and they obviously enjoy themselves and as i mentioned you know with you guys and your chemistry they have the same thing it's just that that connection between them and they they go at each other in a loving way and uh you know it's hysterical and they're another group of really um idea you know oriented guys they have a lot of really cool perspectives very creative they're awesome yeah uh kevin I mean, do you echo that? Because they are great, great lads. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to getting to know them a bit better. But I've listened to a couple of their shows. And, yeah, they're funny. They're insightful. They're they're witty. They're yeah. just really good at what they do. And they're an excellent addition. It's a good way to like cap, good way to cap it all off, I think, is with these guys bringing up the caboose. Yeah, honestly. Um, another thing that we – I don't – like, forgive me if I'm wrong, Queen or Kevin, if mm-hmm. Wilf has um, alluded to this or talked about this in the DMs. It may have been, but I'll bring it up now, is that Wilf hasn't just, sought, like, seeked out people from the States. He's gone... It's a very world kind of driven... Um, yes. He's got people literally on the other end of the world. So, I mean, it is it is nice to have, like, a unique perspective in a collective of podcasts that's not just in the States or not just in Australia or or the UK. It's in a multitude of them. And I think that's really brilliant in the way that he's, I don't know if he was intentionally doing that, but it happened. Um, Right. It's a very unique worldwide perspective on wrestling. Yeah. And I think that speaks to his goal of, you know, really trying to bring something for everybody. We want to be your one-stop shop, you know, and you don't have to listen to everybody's podcast. He said that the other day on our uh, little podcast, teaser preview show you you might not like everybody and that's cool you will but i'm just saying <laughs> you might not and um but there's still going to be something for you and i think that was his goal you know and and being this international based podcasts you know it's not just america there are other countries in the world yeah. and you know they all have perspectives too and they bring such a different perspective and why is that not celebrated more and i'm so glad to be a part of a collective that does just that yeah no i agree with you completely because um this goes back to treating people all the same it doesn't matter whether you're from the uk whether you're from france whether you're from canada australia the states it does not matter we're all people and we all love what happens in that 20 by 20 ring so i mean Mm -hmm. doesn't matter where you're from but wilf has done a fantastic job of just bringing a very international feel to um brain buster radio which is what we all want we all want that global kind of global takeover um so yeah um very exciting stuff as a whole with brain buster um queen um, I th- yes. thank you so so much for coming on today. I'm sure we'll have many <laughs> chats in the future. Um, you're welcome here whenever you want to be here because 
Uh, Kevin and I could chat with you for hours more. We've already been chatting for two <laughs> hours. So, I mean... I know. Um, it doesn't feel like it. Right? Yeah, I literally just looked at the time then. I'm like, man, I haven't even had any breakfast. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, I was like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm a little bit hungry. Why? And I'm like, oh, my God, we've been chatting for two hours. But, hey, I'm not complaining in the slightest. It was a wonderful, wonderful chat. Um, Queen, this is your chance to promote anything you got coming up. Put yourself over. Where can we find you on Twitter? All that jazz. The floor is yours. Well, thank you. I, first, I want to say thank you both so much for asking me to be on. I've been wanting to be on Loki, so I'm really <laughs> excited that you asked me. So this is wonderful. And you were a, a pleasure to, to speak with and pontificate with. Ooh, so, um, yeah, big words. That, that is a word. Um, <laughs> it is a word. Um, so what you can expect from me. So my... Debut episode of Queen's Court, of course, Wednesday, April 3rd. Um, it, it's coming, and it's going to be an interesting one. Um, I'm going to little little teaser Ooh. of what it's going to be. Um, nobody knows this yet, so... Wrestling for you guys, exclusive, guys. Yes, you're getting an exclusive. Um, so the first ever episode of Queen's Court is titled BBR Radio Mania. And with my Brain Buster brothers, we are going to create... The best WrestleMania card of all time. And that's all I'm going to say about what we have in store for the main content. But of course, I've started to ask for some questions. So please at me on Twitter at the queen of N.E. And, uh, you know, give me some questions. I'm going to put, you know, the listeners on the show and we're going to have a conversation. Um, so that's happening. You can also find me on Instagram at X the Queen of NE. And of course, with my boys over at DYWTSB, the Did You Write This Stuff Bro podcast, Pops, Mort, and James E. We discuss everything, you know, WWE, Raw, SD Live, the pay per views, a little bit of NXT, um, and we're all over the place, right? iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, of course, and every Friday is when those episodes drop. I really hope you come check us out. It's a lot of fun, different perspectives from different parts of the U.S., which is really cool. Um, yeah, you know, right here on Brain Buster Radio, you'll find me. And you guys, my friends, Josh and Kevin, you can come on Queen's Court anytime you want. You just let there. me know. I will be I will there. I want you with... there. <laughs> any, I'll be there in any kind of sense, even if it's at 3 in the morning when it's stupid times <laughs> and stupid... I know. Um. So, yeah, please go and follow Queen. We'll retweet that. I believe I have anyway, but if you don't follow Queen for whatever stupid reason you don't follow Queen on Twitter, <laughs> um, go to Wrestling Reverb's Twitter page and you'll find that where you can um, send in some questions for Queen for her debut episode. Um, they have a few days, I believe, to do so, Queen. Yep, yep. yep. You have now until Saturday when I'm going to record the first ever episode. <laughs> okay, so please get your questions in. Um, you can send them via MP3 if you want your voice to be heard on the um, show. You can send them via Twitter, DM, whatever you feel like you f is necessary. Please ask her whatever wrestling-related question you want because um, you'll more than likely answer it. Um, I will. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, again, thank you so much, Queen, for uh, coming on, chatting with me and Kevin. Um, Kevin, anything you want to have? Uh, you got any more news on your uh, return of your blogs? 
Um, I know that you were just kind of... that I'm, I'm working on a tentative schedule for WrestleMania weekend and I'll yeah. keep you all updated as uh, I begin to roll out some new stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. It's been a long time coming and I'm just lo- I'm looking forward to getting back to the grind. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. Kevin is making his big return to blogging. I love Kevin's blog. So, um, <laughs> So, yeah, that is what we've got coming up. Of course, um, if you haven't seen on um, Wrestling Reverb's Twitter, uh, please go and check out um, the WrestleMania schedule that we have, the WrestleMania week. We're doing four, well, five, if you include the WrestleMania recap show, five big shows um, for WrestleMania week. Um, We're going to do an NXT TakeOver New York. We're going to do, me and Kevin are going to sit down and talk about all things WrestleMania, our best WrestleMania matches, moments, um, cards, just everything WrestleMania, a big, huge WrestleMania special. Um, we're going to be doing a reverb rewind on WrestleMania uh, of your choice. There's two polls going on right now. I please encourage you to all to go vote in those polls. Because I voted. Oh, yeah. Um, we got two polls going on at the moment, and then the winner of those two polls will go head-to-head in another poll, and that is what we're doing for Reverb Rewind WrestleMania Week. Of course, we're going to be doing WrestleMania predictions on our Brain Buster debut on the Friday of WrestleMania Week, and then straight after WrestleMania airs, me and Kevin are going to be crazy enough to sit down and talk about WrestleMania, because WrestleMania is probably going to go for 25 hours. Um, oh, God, but- help us. So me and Kevin will probably be, especially Kevin, um, he's going to be up late. So he'll be uh, delusional. And I'll be up since 5.30 in the morning because that's when WrestleMania starts for me. So we'll be delusional and morotic and we'll be crazy. So get ready for We're that We're going show. crazy, folks. We are going <laughs> off the grid. We are going to be <laughs> nutty by that uh, that episode. So uh, good luck listening to that one because we'll probably be spewing some real BS that episode. Um depending on how good WrestleMania is. So WrestleMania, you got to be good for us. Um, I'm sure it will be. But that is our WrestleMania week. Please, everyone, go and subscribe to Brainbuster Radio right now if you haven't done it. We have a lot of people already subscribed and we've put out nothing. So that's pretty exciting. Um, that shows that people are going to care about this. I really, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, do believe this is going to be really, really special. And I do believe we're going to get people in. Um, we're going to attract a, n- a lot of new listeners, all of us. So um, I couldn't be more proud to be a part of this. Um, so this is going to be really exciting. And yeah, please go. Um, you can, of course, subscribe to Wrestling Reverb, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to now on, pretty much everywhere. And um, yeah, stay posted for anything more Wrestling Reverb stuff. As you can see, I'm starting to branch out a little bit more. I've put out a few different things that I'm just trying to get some feelers on. Um, just to kind of extend what Wrestling Reverb is, because I just enjoy doing this kind of stuff. So if you have anything that you think would be um, helpful or something you want to see from from me, from Kevin, in regards to anything, because I've been doing some Twitch streaming, I've been trying to get him back into doing some videos, some live streaming on Twitter, um, Kevin's doing his blogs. If there's anything you have suggestions for or just want to chat about, Feel free to chat with me and Kevin, and I'm sure I can say the same for you, Queen. If there's um, people that want to chat with you on Twitter, you're always very open to talking with people. So, um, all very approachable people. So, if there's anything that you want to see from Wrestling Reverb, whether it's wrestling related or not, because um, I've been trying to branch out with some other things, especially with my Twitch. I'm going to start 
playing some things that aren't wrestling related and getting to know Josh a little bit more than just what I bring on Wrestling Revert because um, more people have asked for that than I think would ever I would ever imagine. So, I mean, there must be something to it. And, um, yeah, I encourage you to go check out us all and um, we'll catch you guys next time on Wrestling Reverb. Peace.